Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, aiming to inspire entrepreneurs to launch their new ventures and connect them with incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. There are many potential entrepreneurs that are thinking about launching their new ventures, but many don't know where to start. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate Fintech ecosystem so you can get started more easily. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. So welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we are joined by Stefan, who is a founder and a CEO of Loanbooks. And we're going to talk about why he started his venture, how did he manage to do what he does together with his team. And uh, so I'll hand over to Stefan. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and your team? Thank you very much, Rudy. Very nice to have you. Yes, my name is Stefan Mühlemann. I'm 47 and I'm an entrepreneur. I founded several companies, even during the time that I worked at banks. I have a banking background, about 20 years, mostly in trading, but also in strategic projects. And uh, Loanbooks is my latest uh, company that I started, my latest venture that I started. The idea actually came to me in 2014 uh, when I was working as a debt advisor for a company that I started in 2006. And I realized that Big ticket debt in public sector has become a commodity. And if something in financial services becomes a commodity, it belongs on a platform. That's why we started Loanbox. Okay. Well, why do you think the market is ready for you now? You know, the digitization is really probably the thing that is shaping our future uh, the most in the next, let's say, 10 years. And that already has shaped the past also in the last 10 years. So when you look at how things are being done in a field like big ticket debt, in public sector, I mean investing as well as borrowing, and everything is still being done manually, and the market is quite intransparent, it is time to change that. And um, when I had the idea, I obviously didn't just start a company and uh, we didn't just start programming, but we asked potential clients how they feel about the market. And when we interviewed them, we interviewed the borrowers in the public sector, municipalities and cities, for example, as well as institutional investors, it became very clear that the time is ripe to change that market. So what is your unique advantage? Why would people go through you and not to trade through banks? Well, I mean, first of all, it's important to say that we don't really see ourselves as competitors to banks, right? Because banks are a very important clientele of ours. So about a third of our 400 lenders that we have on the platform, as well as some of them are also the borrowing side, are banks. But the way the process is done today through loan books in comparison to the past is vastly different. So let's start with how it was done in the past. In the past, if a city, for example, needed, let's say, 25 million of francs to build a new school. It took them several months to facilitate that loan. They had to write a document. They had to figure out where they could potentially raise that money. They had to then think about which duration they want to use. Then they invited potential investors or lenders to make offers. Uh, usually they just asked the people or the organizations they had a relationship with already. And then, you know, day one had a lot of questions. So there were meetings, there were phone calls, there were emails. Documentation had to be sent around. Oftentimes, the digital version of those documents were like 20 megabytes and email didn't allow for that. So they printed it out, they sent it by mail. And then at some point there were offers coming in, indicative offers. And if the person at the in the city does that 
not very often or just first time, they may not be specialists. They may not really always understand the differences in how interest rates could be calculated or the covenants in the contract. So they were struggling really with comparing the offers. Then later, there was a short list of lenders. They negotiated. There were contracts. They had to be screened. Oftentimes, there were dozens of pages. And in the end, they decided to go with one a provider for that loan and they closed the transaction. Weeks or months of work went uh, into that project. To do the process on loan books, to put in the financing request, it takes about one minute. And then for the lender to make an offer and screen the documents and data on the platform, which is all provided on the platform, takes also one minute. And then there's probably another minute uh, to close the transaction. So within minutes, the transaction is, is done. It's fully digital. There is no paper, there is no phone call or email, there is no risk of making a mistake by copying the wrong data from Excel to the paper and so on. And all the involved people who need to be involved into the decision making or into confirming the transaction can digitally be included in it. So it's really an end-to-end -end fully digital process. Okay, and you mentioned it's a marketplace. So on one side, you have municipalities, for example, or, you know, borrowers, and you have the investors in, in debt. You have banks, as you said. What are, what are the types of investors do you have? Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of insurance companies. We have pension funds. There are also some asset managers. We have large family offices. So everybody who is an institutional investor, a professional investor, interested in obviously investing several million. We do sometimes also have small tickets of maybe less than a million, but usually it's several million. They are allowed to be on the platform. And on the borrower side, we have about 1,500 borrowers on the platform today. It's mostly municipalities and cities. But after about two years in business, which is one year ago, we also expanded into public sector near companies like, for example, utilities, energy companies, sewage companies, garbage uh, removal companies, uh, healthcare organizations, and so on. And we're just now moving also towards corporations. Like in Switzerland, for example, we do have the first large corporations on the platform. And that business works very well also for private corporations. And in terms of geographies, uh, what, what type of geographies do you cover? Well, we started in Switzerland, right? We're a Swiss startup, or and now I would say we're a scale-up. We went to Germany about one and a half years ago. We added France and Austria about nine months ago. And just now we hired our first person in the Netherlands. Uh, we're obviously also active in Liechtenstein. So that makes six countries for the time being. But we're continuing to add at a pretty high pace other countries in Europe. And uh, we are also talking overseas. And how do you make money? Well, we make money by a transaction fee if parties agree on loan books to close a transaction. To use loan books is free and the transaction fee is always being paid by the borrower because that's the only way to make it really transparent. Like in the old way the business is done, let's say, for example, through brokers, the parties never really know, does the broker charge on one side or on both sides and how much is charged, they don't know. And obviously, if the broker charges the lender, the lender adds that fee into the interest rate, and then it's again, in the end, being paid by the borrower. And um, while it will probably be much easier to charge the lender, we decided to do it a transparent way, because that is something that our clients in that very early survey that I talked about said they really would like it to be very transparent.
And it also in terms of regulation, right, transparency is a huge topic. So there were very, very compliant with what may become in the future in terms of regulation, which is why we charge only the borrow. You're award-winning a startup and a scale-up, but how have you started with the venture? What were the first steps? You know, some people who want to start things, um, they have great ideas, but uh, it's very difficult for them to lock in that first customer. So yeah. is there any interesting story there? Yeah, yeah. It's not always. It's not only about the idea. It's mostly about the execution, right, right? In the end. And I did have the advantage because I have that experience, having founded several startups, grown and sold several startups uh, or small companies, I should say. In 2014, I, ha- I really had the idea because I already worked in that debt sector. So I realized there is the potential, and then I carried that idea around with me for a while. Bef- you know, it's like. It's like you have this little idea and then suddenly you realize there is something to it because you can't take your mind off it. And you think about it during dinner and when you're running or swimming and in the night you wake up and there is an idea and so it suddenly becomes bigger and bigger. It like adds layers and you start to look at it from different perspectives and at some point you're, you're at the point where you're like, okay, now I need feedback from somebody else. And so I started to speak with people about the idea and they had some interesting questions and maybe criticisms that we talked through. And then in the end, if you'd speak to like five people and everybody thinks, hey, this is really something we should do. It it is probably worth exploring. And then before I founded the company, I started to speak to potential clients. The survey that I did was with about 30 potential borrowers, 30 institutional investors. And when I got their feedback that this is really something that they would love to see, I then tried to find somebody who would help me build a prototype. And I did find one of my co-founders, Dario, who is the CTO today, who at that time worked at a large company. He took a three-week holiday and kind of programmed 23 days through on that prototype. We spent a lot of all-nighters here in the office discussing things and he then hacked it in. Dario built that prototype for us and then we showed it to the clients and they loved it. And it was an MVP, a minimal viable product. It was not fancy. It, it, it had all kinds of uh, flaws, but the clients then were able to give us feedback on it. And then we kind of knew they're willing to pay money for such a thing. And that's really where the business case lies. So we founded the company at this point in time. I also found in our third uh, part, the third co-founder, which is Andy, uh, who is the head of Switzerland today. And the three of us really then built the company. And, you know, there's these moments of truth or these moments that will always stick with you, I think, as an entrepreneur forever. And that's usually the first sale. And I remember it so vividly. We were actually working here in this room. Every The entire company was in this room here. And uh, we had our very first, we went live in September 2016. And then came in the very first financing request. And they had, clients had to enter the amount in millions. But that wasn't labeled properly enough. So the client entered 15 million millions, right? So the first financing request, in fact, was 15 trillion, which um, was fantastic, but it was obviously a mistake. So we called them and he changed it to 15 million. And uh, then we, the offers came in. And then when we closed the first transaction, it was, uh, was fantastic. And we obviously had a little party in that evening. Yeah. And then from that on, when you know you have clients, you it's just all hard work. It's hard work being very close to the clients, collecting their feedback, making adjustments, trying things out. And that iteration has to be quite brief because if you build something for half a year and then you go to the market and they, you realize that's not what the market needs, you, 
wasted right. an enormous right. amount of time. So where are you on your journey today? We kind of touched upon the geographic plans, uh, but in terms of uh, hiring or products or any other milestones you, you could share, where are you today? Yeah, we are at the moment at uh, 50 employees. We're in six countries. We have processed 27 billion in financing requests, Swiss francs. We close every other transaction, which is a very, very high hit ratio compared to what brokers do. I think they're at about 10%. So we have a hit ratio that's about five times higher, which makes us very happy. We have a super high net promoter score from our clients. It's above 80. And, uh, and also the employee promoter score is very, very high. So that makes us obviously very proud. In fact, by Kununu, we were the number one employer in financial services in Switzerland, which is, uh, obviously makes us very proud. And that's where we stand today. Now, what lays ahead of us is grow, 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 but in a healthy way. There is a huge amount of opportunities out there and we're being approached by new client segments, we're approached by new regions. They say, you should come to our country. We're very interested, for example, also in the Far East. And it is a challenge to juggle all these opportunities properly because as you can imagine with 50 people, you just have to be careful not to do too many things. And it's not always clear which is the one thing that now should be prioritized because that's going to catapult you into the next level. So for that reason, we did hire Dominic. He's our COO and he's been with us now for over a year, helping us to you know, put in processes in place, help us prioritize properly and move forward strategically. But we are continuing to grow geographically. Uh, we want to be done with the entire Western Europe area uh, within two years. We are continuing to add client segments. So I spoke about corporates and there may be more coming. Stay tuned. And we're obviously also continuing to build new financing products. We are just now in a pilot phase with a new product that will I think, entirely changed the way the market works. The pilot phase has been very successful and we'll announce that at the end of 2019. Okay, great. So good luck to Longbox. Uh, thank you, Stefan. Of course, you know, you're pretty busy, but uh, if there are interested parties that would like to reach out to you, what kind of people would be the most qualified to, uh, to help you grow and what kind of people would you like to help as well? We are very collaborative. It's very important that every player in financial services understands that while we build this marketplace, we want to be able to include everybody. The industry will change, whether it's loan books that changes it, or it's the financial services companies that change it, or another player, the industry will change. That business will be done pretty much entirely digitally within five years' time. So we are very interested in talking to borrowers. It needs to be big ticket. We don't do SMEs, we don't do private loans, but everything above a million, for example. We are very interested in finding additional lenders. And there's a lot of institutional investors that haven't been in the loan business because it's tedious, a lot of work, a lot of paper. And with loan books, it isn't anymore. It's fully digital. It's super simple. We're very interested, obviously, to continue to talk to banks because I think the collaboration there is going to be very important. So we just closed our financing round, our Series B, in January. So for the time being, in terms of funding, we're, we're, uh, we're good. But if there is a strategic collaboration with large institutions, we're always happy to talk about investments as well. We need talent on every level. So approach us if you are thrilled by changing how debt capital markets work today. So if you want to get in 
touch with us, just go to our website. That's loanbooks.com and that spells L-O-A-N-B-O-O-X.com. We're very happy to hear from you. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, Odie.